Vav Shvat, Tafshinayin Chet, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. opens things up here on this uh, live edition of the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weinkart, and welcome one and all. We are here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. 9 AM Eastern, 4 PM Israel time around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is now, that's the time that we're on. Thank you so much for joining us, and of course you can listen to us on demand via the Nachum Siegel Network app and at NahumSiegel.com. What an interesting morning I've had. Vice President Pence finished uh, addressing the Knesset less than one hour ago in a beautiful, moving, inspiring, impassioned speech delivered by a religious Zionist, as I like to say. A different religion, but yet a religious Zionist nonetheless. And... um, it was, it was filled with quotes from the Bible that were woven in beautifully into the, into the speech itself, other beautiful statements. So, we ran over here, once the speech was over, we had to wait for the recording to be ready, and we started doing some editing. 
And some of it is ready, some of it is still uh, has to be done. And I will have to do it while we play music. So we'll play some more music, I'll do some more editing, and then I'll share with you some of the uh, really beautiful clips from uh, the amazing speech. What can I say? Israel does have uh, some very fabulous friends in the world and in the Trump administration, and Mike Pence, without a doubt, is one of them. We'll go to some music. <coughs> Re-release of a song, the words are very familiar, from the Tanakh, Gamki Eilech Begates Amavit. In fact, the vice president somehow alluded to that in his speech, to that pasuk from Tehillim. This is done by uh, Revala Africa, Quarter to Africa is the name of the group, the song was composed and is used as the theme song for an Israeli uh, television production called Kipat Barzel, Iron Dome, about um, the, um, the experiences of Haredi young men who uh, joined the army as part of the Haredi Brigade. I saw a few minutes of the first episode uh, last night. It uh, seems to be very interesting. So here is... Uh, that we'll be back with uh, beautiful, inspiring words of Vice President Mike Pence coming up soon. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. בגיץ על מוות לא ערערה כי אתה עימדי גם כי אלך בגיץ על מוות לא ערערה כי אתה עימדי כי אתה עימדי
is really an interesting uh, take a different mood totally if you think about it um, I think it's popular in Israel uh, because of its connection to that uh, television show as we were mentioning Kipat Barzel and uh, some of that can be found <coughs> on the internet some of the video for uh, that show and um as far as I know, it does not have English subtitles, but those of you who are fluent in Hebrew will be able to enjoy it and understand it. Those of you who are um, privileged to have children in the IDF might even appreciate it more. Um, as we mentioned, Vice President Pence just finished his amazing speech at the Knesset. Very inspiring. Very spiritual. We are working on editing pieces of it so that we can share the highlights with you. And we have to do it <laughs> while the show is going live. So we'll go to some more music. How's that? We'll go to some more music, and then um, we'll come back, um, hopefully with, um, with clips, at least part of them, of this uh, historic, yeah, historic speech of the Vice President of the United States. By the way, first time Vice President of the United States in the history of Israel addresses the Knesset, uh, but it's not just any Vice President. It's this Vice President. Uh, we're going to debut a song by Yoni Genot, uh, artist that we like very much, that we've uh, highlighted here on the Israel show uh, over the past few years, and he just released the title track of his new album. It's called The Ber Eli Be'adamit, has connections to upcoming Tu Bishvat, and we will discuss the song on the Tu Bishvat special, uh, which will be on JM in the AM, as uh, as we continue that decades-long custom um, of uh, Nahum inviting me to co-host with him, and uh, this song is a uh, is. It's it's connected to the Adama, if you understand. The Berilaiba Adamit, speak to me, the earth, the language of the earth. Here is a debut, Yoni Genut. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> שם לוקחתי דבר אליי באפרית כי לשם אשוב אל תדבר במושגית כי המושג אינו מושג הוא לא חודר, הוא לא עוזר 
Beautiful new music from uh, Yoni Genut. The Berei Lai Be'adami. Lots of stuff going on here behind the scenes. <laughs> Trying to edit um, Vice President Pence's speech while uh, the show is going on live. It's uh, It takes some doing. So we have some clips for you already. And um, <clears throat> hopefully we'll be able to... Um, do them justice. We have the first uh, batch of clips, and we'll continue to uh, to prepare uh, the rest of them as um, as the show uh, continues. Okay. So, 
the uh, vice president was introduced, and uh, interestingly, as he begins to speak, the screen goes blank, and the audio gets cut off. And the first few words are lost, and I'm wondering if it was something in my house or not. No, it's actually in the feed itself, and I wonder if it had to do with the fact that a very well-orchestrated and well-planned um, um, protest by the Arab Knesset members was taking place at that time, and they didn't want that to go over the live feed, so they shut down the live feed until they were thrown out of the um, Knesset's chamber to allow the vice president to speak um, properly. Uh, unfortunately, that will be the headline. All the demonstrations and the yelling and the screaming and then uh, throwing out the Knesset members who were disruptive. It's embarrassing, but that is democracy. And Prime Minister Netanyahu, in his words, introducing um, the vice president related to the fact that the vice president will see the uh, Israel's democracy at work firsthand. So that's maybe why some of it is missing. At the beginning, Vice President uh, starts off by um, talking about the bonds between the two uh, countries, the two people, the two nations, what, what holds them together. And the people of the United States have always held a special affection and admiration for the people of the book. In the story of the Jews, we've always seen the story of America. It is the story of an exodus, a journey from persecution to freedom, a story that shows the power of faith and the promise of hope. My country's very first settlers also saw themselves as pilgrims sent by providence to build a new promised land. The songs and stories of the people of Israel were their anthems, and they faithfully taught them to their children. And due to this day. And our founders, as others have said, turned to the wisdom of the Hebrew Bible for direction, guidance, and inspiration. America's first president, George Washington, wrote with favor to the children of the stock of Abraham. Our second president, John Adams, declared that the Jews, in his words, have done more to civilize man than any other nation. And your story inspired my forebears to create what our 16th president called a new birth of freedom. And down through the generations, the American people became fierce advocates of the Jewish people's aspiration to return to the land of your forefathers. And uh, the quote that he is referring to in uh, the writings of um, <clears throat> Adams, the uh, American president, John Adams, we will speak about that um, either later today or next week. It's a quote that is surprising in the fact that it hasn't been noted very much until recently. It could be that only recently did somebody come upon it. It's a, a letter. It comes from a letter written by John Adams on March the 15th, 1819. 1819. So we'll get back to that. Anyways, the vice president continues... He talks about the fortitude of the Jewish people, how through, through it all, the Jewish people held fast to their dream of Israel. The Jewish people held fast to a promise through all the ages. 
written so long ago that even if you'd been banished to the most distant land under the heavens from there, he would gather and bring you back to the land which your fathers possessed. Through a 2,000-year exile, the longest of any people anywhere, through conquests and expulsions, inquisitions and pogroms, the Jewish people held on to this promise. And there you have the leading, a leading American, I should say, understanding the age-old connection that we have to this land and quoting the Pasuk. And, And he doesn't say that he's quoting scripture. He just quotes it. And if your ear can pick it up, then you've received his transmission. I'm, I'm quoting from, from memory, so I might be a drop-off. But he quoted the pasuk, Im yihiyeni dachacha b'kzeh ha-shamayim, misham yikabetcha Hashem, umisham yikachecha. This religious Christian understands the meaning of God's age-old promise to his people. We continue with an ex-clip from uh, Vice President Pence <clears throat> several, uh, less than an hour ago at the Knesset in Yerushalayim. And tomorrow when I stand with my wife at Yad Vashem to honor the six million Jewish martyrs of the Holocaust, we will marvel at the faith and resilience of your people who just three years after walking beneath the shadow of death rose up from the ashes to resurrect yourselves to reclaim a Jewish future and to rebuild the Jewish state here too the vice president references the pasuk and he attributes it to the uh, he applies it to the Holocaust, the shadow of death, the shadow of death. As we played a few minutes ago, a rendition of that song. I wonder how many are going to be able to, how many in the media are going to be able to de- detach themselves from the nonsense of, of the protest so far, the Israeli media, I got to tell you, <clears throat> within the first half hour after the speech ended, their entire focus has been on on the Arab protest instead of on the amazing speech and uh, and its biblical prophecies that uh, the vice president points out are coming true. And now the vice president, uh, Vice President Pence, speaking in the Knesset less than an hour ago, continues with the amazement, the miracle that is the rebirth of the state of Israel after the horrors of the Holocaust. And this April, we will mark the day when the Jewish people answered that ancient question. Can a country be born in a day? Can a nation be born in a moment? As the state of Israel celebrates the 70th anniversary of its birth. Ay, ay, ay. So that pasuk is from Shayao, and of course, I can't totally remember how you call Eretz something. I'll look it up during, uh, during the break, and uh, we'll get back to you on that. 
So uh, we're going to get back to... The, wait, do we have one more clip still? Yes, we do. We have one more beautiful clip. Yuchal Eretz Yom Echad. Is that it? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. It came live on the air. Um, <clears throat> we are going to uh, end this round, if you will, of um, of clips from the Vice President's speech with um, what he said immediately after as he was talking about the 70th anniversary and celebrating the miracle that is the state of Israel coming right after the 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 gate psalm of it of, of the Holocaust then we'll go to some music and hopefully we'll come back with some more clips after the musical interlude here is uh, the Prime Minister the Vice President <laughs> Vice President Pence As you prepare to commemorate this historic milestone, I say, along with the good people of Israel, here and around the world, Shehekianu, Viki Amanu, Vihig Iyanu, Lazman Hazeh. Thank you. 
unusual for this show, but we're trying to accomplish something here. <clears throat> so we had some music going while I was editing clips from Vice President Pence and his speech that took place just like an hour ago. In Israel, we played for you Moshe Peled with Hushama, beautiful stuff, and uh, a really great voice that uh, I came across recently. Before that, the classic Kan Noladnu and Ben Shalmelech by uh, Udi Davidi. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. And um, in fact, during that musical interlude, we were able to <coughs> edit a few more clips from the Vice President's um, speech 
in uh, at the Knesset in Israel, and uh, we're just going to move it in here. <laughs> if somebody would be videoing what what's going on here, it would be uh, <clears throat> almost hysterical. But it's okay. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. So give me one more second. Anyway, um, as we uh, make our way through the show, I will say that we did have some other things scheduled for uh, this week. We'll have to wait till next week for them. Um, We wanted to follow up on UNRWA, the UN relief, quote-unquote, relief organization that um, we discussed two weeks ago. We explained how literally vile this organization is, how evil it is. And um, I'm happy that we had an opportunity to tell you that. And then last week, beautifully, um, President Obama just... President Obama? I don't know how I even... I don't even know how that was even a slip of the tongue. President Trump cut the funding to uh, the United Nations uh, Relief Organization that all it does, this organization, is perpetuate the... um, refugee status of um, of the Palestinian Arabs. So here are, here are the clips that we're preparing. Now this next series deals with the um, recognition of Yerushalayim as a capital of Israel and the moving of the embassy. And yes, he made news here. We'll get to this clip in a second where Vice President Pence made some big, big news. So here is Vice President Pence at the uh, Israeli Knesset just uh, moments ago. Seventy years ago, the United States was proud to be the first nation in the world to recognize the state of Israel. But as you well know, the work we began on that day was left unfinished. For while the United States recognized your nation, one administration after another refused to recognize your capital. But just last month, President Donald Trump made history. He righted a 70-year wrong. He kept his word to the American people when he announced that the United States of America will finally acknowledge Jerusalem is Israel's capital. The Jewish people's unbreakable bond to this sacred city reaches back more than 3,000 years. It was here in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah that Abraham offered his son, Isaac, and was credited with righteousness for his faith in God. It was here in Jerusalem that King David consecrated the capital of the kingdom of Israel. And since its rebirth, the modern state of Israel has called this city the seat of its government. Jerusalem is Israel's capital. And as such, President Trump has directed the State Department to immediately begin preparations to move the United States Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Whoa, sorry about that. The new, yes, so we were talking about the applause 
that Vice President Pence got for the announcement of the moving of the embassy. But the real news, the news that uh, the Vice President made in this Knesset speech is, uh, is coming right up here in the next 25 seconds. Listen. In the weeks ahead, our administration will advance its plan to open the United States Embassy in Jerusalem. In the weeks ahead, our administration will advance its plan to open the United States Embassy in Jerusalem. And that will open before the end of next year. That gets sustained applause. We even cut back on some of those applause. Uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, I believe, um, a little prematurely leaked that piece of information recently. I think it was during his trip to, uh, to India. And um, that's a shame that that's what happened because uh, I think the vice president wanted to to showcase that point when he was uh, in Israel and delivering the speech. But it was denied, it was pushed, it was da, da, da. Basically, um, this made news. And it, if it didn't, it should make news because... Um, because... Everybody was talking about eight years and seven years and four years and all, all kinds of thoughts about how long it would take to move the embassy. And here comes the president, the vice president of the United States, in the name of the president of the United States, in the name of the uh, administration, and says, we're going to move it by the end of next year. That's the end of 2019. So it's about two years, not eight years, not four years. And uh, I guess it's important that they feel they want to do this before the uh, possibil- before the next election and possibility of any change. Um, and here is a bit of a long clip, but it's an important clip because it deals with the United States, the Trump administration, the United States attitude towards towards. Iran, the nuclear deal, the nuclear bomb, and here he makes, uh, again, a headline by saying <clears throat> that even though we're going to reaffirm the Iran deal as by law they have to do, this will be the last time it is done by the United by the Trump administration unless there are some changes in Iran. Another thing to listen for is how he talks to the people of Iran, saying, we have no, no fight with you, and if you basically do what you want to do, we'll stand by you, which is an amazing statement in and of itself. This is um, Vice President Pence speaking at the Knesset just a few moments ago. This is the piece about Iran. We must also be resolved and vigilant to prevent old adversaries from gaining any new ground. To that end, the United States will continue to work with Israel and with nations across the world to confront the leading state sponsor of terror, the Islamic Republic of Iran. As the world has seen once again the brutal regime in Iran, it's merely a dictatorship that seeks to dominate its citizens and deny them of their most fundamental rights. History has proven those who dominate their own people rarely stop there, and increasingly we see Iran seeking to dominate the wider Arab world. That dangerous regime sows chaos across the region. Last year alone, 
even as its citizens cried out for help with basic necessities. Iran devoted more than $4 billion to malign activities in Syria, Lebanon, and elsewhere across the region. It has supported terrorist groups that even now sit on Israel's doorstep. And worst of all, the Iranian regime has pursued a clandestine nuclear program, and at this very hour, it's developing advanced ballistic missiles. Two and a half years ago, the previous administration in America signed a deal with Iran that merely delays the day when that regime can acquire a nuclear weapon. The Iran nuclear deal is a disaster, and the United States of America will no longer certify this ill-conceived agreement. At President Trump's direction, we're working to enact effective and lasting restraints on Iran's nuclear and ballistic missile programs. Earlier this month, the President waived sanctions on Iran to give the Congress and our European allies time to pass stronger measures. But as President Trump made clear, this is the last time. Unless the Iran nuclear deal is fixed, President Trump has said the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal immediately. Whatever the outcome of those negotiations today, I have a solemn promise to Israel, to all the Middle East and to the world. The United States of America will never allow Iran to acquire a nuclear weapon. Beyond the nuclear deal, we will also no longer tolerate Iran's support of terrorism or its brutal attempts to suppress its own people. Last year, our administration more than tripled the number of sanctions targeting Iran and its leaders. And just this month, the United States issued tough new sanctions on Iran. But I have another message today. a better message from the people of America to the proud and great people of Iran. We are your friends. And the day is coming when you will be free from the evil regime that suffocates your dreams and buries your hopes. And when your day of liberation finally comes, we say to the good people of Iran, the friendship between our peoples will blossom once again.
Important statement by uh, Mike Pence, Vice President of the United States. We have one more clip, the clip which will end. Uh, it, it came at the end of his speech and is uh, a beautiful, beautiful clip. We uh, will do a quick musical interlude. Brand new music by Sarit Haddad. This one is called Amen, debuting right here. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. with Amen, before we get to that last clip, uh, the Pasuk that uh, Vice President Pence referred to from Yeshayahu is, uh, I was close, <laughs> is from uh, the last parak we readed on uh, Shabbat Rosh Chodesh from Hashemayim Kis'i, it's Parak Samach Vav Pasuk Chet, and it discusses, it talks about, has any, could anybody fathom that a, a nation, a land, a homeland can be instantaneously gotten? Is it possible, if not, for um, the fact that God was uh, is involved in it? And uh, he referred that to the situation of the Holocaust and then quickly the state of Israel within the three years. The Pasuk is, Mishama kazot 
who ever heard of such a thing? Who have, have has ever witnessed such a thing? Can a land pass through travail in a single day? Or is a nation born all at once? And at once, Zion travailed and bore her children. What a beautiful thing to have a vice president of the United States who uh, his entire speech is filled with quotes from our Nevi'im. As I said, a religious Zionist speech. And here is the end of the speech. And let's see, we're running out of time. So we're going to play the end of the speech after all the thank yous and the sign-off. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. It was a bit rushed. We were editing while the show was going on, but I think we got it all in. Thanks to all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with after further review covering the latest in the world of sports as there's a Super Bowl coming up soon and, and the playoffs yesterday, it, it, amazing. You, you don't want to miss this if you're into sports. And then the great Monday music marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie Dam. this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. While at times it may seem hard to see, those who call the Middle East their home have more that unites them than divides them. Not only in common threats, but in the common hope for a future of security and prosperity and peace. And in the common ancestry of faith that runs throughout these very lands. Nearly 4,000 years ago, a man left his home in Ur the Chaldeans to travel here to Israel. He ruled no empire. He wore no crown. He commanded no armies. He performed no miracles. Delivered no prophecies. Yet to him was promised descendants as numerous as the stars of the sky. Today, Jews, Christians, and Muslims, more than half the population of the earth, and nearly all the people of the Middle East, claim Abraham as their forefather in faith. Only steps from here in the old city of Jerusalem, we see the followers of these three great religions in constant contact with one another. And we see each faith come to life in new and renewed ways every day. At the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, we see a Christian child receiving the gift of grace in baptism. At the Western Wall, we see a young Jewish boy being bar mitzvahed. And at the Haram al-Sharif, we see young Muslims, heads bowed in prayer. In Jerusalem, we see all this and more. And so today, as I stand in Abraham's promised land, I believe that all who cherish freedom and seek a brighter future should cast their eyes here to this place and marvel at what they behold. How unlikely was Israel's birth. How more unlikely has been her survival. And how confounding and against the odds has been her thriving. You've turned the desert into a garden, scarcity into plenty,
sickness into health. And you turn hope into a future. Israel is like a tree that has grown deep roots in the soil of your forefathers, yet as it grows, it reaches ever closer to the heavens. And today and every day, the Jewish state of Israel and all the Jewish people bear witness to God's faithfulness, as well as your own. It was the faith of the Jewish people that gathered the scattered fragments of a people and made them whole again. That took the language of the Bible and the landscape of the Psalms and made them live again. And it was faith that rebuilt the ruins of Jerusalem and made them strong again. The miracle of Israel is an inspiration to the world. And the United States of America is proud to stand with Israel and her people as allies and cherished friends. And so we will pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That those who love you be secure, that there be peace within your walls and security in your citadels. And we will work and strive for that brighter future where everyone who calls this ancient land their home shall sit under their vine and fig tree and none shall make them afraid. With an unshakable bond between our people and our shared commitment to freedom, I say from my heart, May God bless the Jewish people. May God bless the state of Israel and all who call these lands their home. And may God continue to bless the United States of America.